Hello and welcome back to the Politics Sandbox podcast. Um, this is the second part of the look at Boris Johnson, the cabinet splits and the 38 days that Britain sleepwalked into the coronavirus crisis. Uh, that's Sunday Times report. Um, it was going to be all into one, but I decided to split it across to two different um, two different episodes uh, just to have a look and try and see if we can get some more detail on that Boris Johnson uh well, expose by the Sunday Times and that report demonstrating his failure to take COVID-19 seriously really until the end of February. Um, so let's have a look. Um, what we will see uh, in this are some pretty damning allegations uh, made at the Prime Minister uh, and only time will tell if they will serve to bring down this Conservative government uh, maybe bring down this Prime Minister. He's already been facing calls to resign only in the few days since uh, since it just came out. But um, it is... Well, you'll have to listen to this to find out the, the details and then decide for yourself at the end. Um, so, let's go back to the beginning. Uh, this is a report... From the Sunday Times, uh, it was an investigation into, well, as its title goes, the 38 days that Britain sleepwalked into the coronavirus. And there are some key points. Uh, they've been summarised into 14 key points, um, really. And, um, well, it is it is damning. It is absolutely damning. Uh, I I don't know what else to say about the actual contents of this report. Um, we have evidence here that is being accepted on all sides of the political spectrum, from Kevin Maguire to Isabella Oakeshott. Um, those are some some journalists there on either side of the political spectrum, and both of them are finding things in this report that they find troubling about the Prime Minister, things that call into question his leadership style, things that call into question his leadership full stop. Um, so let's have a look at the uh, the investigation and a recap with some of the 14 key points. We might go into a bit more detail on some of them. Um, so the first key point, the COBRA meetings, which have been happening over the past few months to try and coordinate the government's response to the coronavirus crisis, Boris Johnson did not attend the first five emergency COBRA meetings. Now, the Health Secretary, Matt Hancock, chaired these meetings. Uh, it was perfectly normal for the Health Secretary to chair these meetings. But if we put this into some context, in the, what, 20... Oh, sorry, 13 years uh, from 1997 to 2010. So the new Labour administration with Tony Blair as Prime Minister and then Gordon Brown as Prime Minister. In that time, uh, even though they did not chair all of the meetings, the Prime Minister, uh, whoever it was at the time, never missed an emergency COBRA meeting. Um, this missing of five emergency meetings from Boris Johnson, uh, five in a row 
the first five, possibly a critical phase, in fact, almost certainly a critical phase uh, in the UK response to coronavirus. The fact that he was not there um, is seeming to demonstrate a, a vacuum in leadership from the Prime Minister. Um, Matt Hancock comes out of this report looking uh, all right in terms of those COVID meetings. He was there, he was chairing them, taking, of course, the hands-on approach he had to as Health Secretary with an impending health crisis. But Boris Johnson, the leader of the country, the Prime Minister, did not even attend the first five emergency COBRA meetings. Um, another key point. It uh, focuses on Boris Johnson uh, a lot, this Sunday Times investigation, and it's found that in the early stages, Boris Johnson was far more focused on the UK's withdrawal from the European Union and his cabinet reshuffle than anything to do with the coronavirus. Um, so the withdrawal from the European Union was on the 31st of January. Um, that happened. So uh, it went uh, it went off. It went off, uh, as some people would say, without a hitch in terms of the, uh, the UK government's perspective. Um, so in some ways, that particular aspect, uh, if you deem it as such, could be deemed as a success. But uh, his cabinet reshuffle, which came a few weeks later, and the European Union uh, withdrawal have really seem to be shown as distractions from this impending health crisis. And when you look at the effects that this coronavirus is having on the United Kingdom, uh, the numbers of health workers who are dying, there are now uh, at least 80 health workers uh, from the National Health Service who have died as a result of coronavirus. We are now uh, over 16,000, uh, I believe, in terms of uh, deaths from COVID-19. Uh, it is not looking... Um, well, it's not looking good for Boris Johnson to see that he's taken his eye off the ball for uh, from a health crisis to focus on withdrawing from the European Union and his cabinet reshuffle. Um, plenty of Prime Ministers have had to multitask, and it would seem that this one hasn't been able to. Um, a third key point. Boris Johnson spent 12 days on a country retreat holiday in February while his ministers, medical and scientific advisers were discussing plans for dealing with the virus. Now, everyone has to have a holiday. I understand that. Uh, everyone needs time off, and being Prime Minister is a stressful job. But you cannot say that it is not a job that he has not put himself in the line for. Boris Johnson wanted to be Prime Minister, otherwise, quite simply, he would not have been made Prime Minister. You can't just sleepwalk your way to the Prime Ministership. You have to actually put in at least some level of effort to become the leader of a large party and then to fight and, in this case, win an election. Um, if you are Prime Minister and your ministers and medical and scientific officers and experts are discussing plans for combating a virus... This is in mid-February. There were lots of reports coming out of China well in advance of this about uh, an impending virus. I think even Italy was starting to suffer uh, a few effects in February. Um, to not be present to hear those, uh, and a, a further damning statistic, they were told, those ministers, medical and scientific experts, were told to cut down contact with him. Now, going on holiday and being slightly less 
reachable because you're on holiday is one thing, but actively telling ministers and medical and scientific experts to cut contact down with you when you are the prime minister of a country. Um, I, I genuinely don't get it. I don't. Um, something that makes it even more farcical, another point coming out of the Sunday Times investigation, is that Boris Johnson did return to London for a night uh, whilst on that country retreat at his home, uh, one of his uh, a country home somewhere, I can't remember where it was. Um, he returned for one night, and he attended a Conservative fundraising ball. Didn't come back for a Cobra meeting, didn't come back to meet with medical and scientific experts, didn't come back for a Cabinet meeting. He came back for a Conservative fundraiser. Wow. Uh, This Sunday Times article is really going for the jugular with this Prime Minister and his response to the coronavirus. Um, Somewhat out of character for the Sunday Times to be going after the Prime Minister, but these allegations and accusations are hitting their mark. Um, Another key point, Boris Johnson, the first coronavirus emergency meeting that he attended was the 2nd of March. To put that into perspective, the first reports coming out of Wuhan from Wuhan officials uh, and other um, reputable sources were recognised as somewhere around uh, mid to late December, if you're being generous, the 31st of December. The World Health Organisation and we all know that's come under a little bit of fire for its response to the coronavirus, mainly from the president, uh, sent, uh, in fact, set up a task force, an initial task force, on the 1st of January. Boris Johnson waited two months and a day to attend his first emergency meeting on the topic. That puts it in a bit of perspective. The 2nd of March. We're now... 20th of April as I record this, the 21st as it goes out. That's late from Boris Johnson. I'm sorry, that's just late. I try and maintain as balanced a view as possible, but this um, this report is just pulling out... Well, it's pulling no punches. And it is very hard to even come up with a line to defend the Prime Minister on this. Um, another key point, the emergency stockpiles of personal protective equipment have been allowed to dwindle and gone out of date because they were a low priority due to austerity cuts. Now, I get that the government's priority may not have been pandemic preparation, and I get that austerity was a very key element of the Conservative manifesto and of the Conservative economic strategy and where they tried to find savings They found them. But if the savings that are coming for the economy or the uh, alleged savings uh, in terms of economic modelling are coming from potentially sacrificing people's health uh, and not just ordinary people's health, that would be bad enough. But no, this is the health of people who have a job to go into places where there could possibly be infectious diseases, could possibly be virulent infectious diseases. And if you are cutting away at their personal protective equipment, what is going on? 
What is actually going on here? The emergency stockpiles of personal protective equipment had dwindled and gone out of date after becoming a low priority. That's not good enough. Another point coming off this investigation. Um, the training to prepare key workers for a pandemic was put on hold for two years whilst contingency planning was diverted to deal with a no-deal Brexit. Now, that that is staggering. There are a lot of staggering things in this report, but to omit to prepare key workers for a pandemic in order to divert them to a no-deal Brexit especially when we've seen um, everything that went on with Ebola back in, what, 2000... Uh, I think I forget what the year was, 2013 perhaps, somewhere around there. Um, we saw how much furore that caused around the world, and there were minimal cases in the United Kingdom. We've seen that a pandemic can spread. It's not just some farcical nonsense. I mean, look at us, we're here. Um, and to cut the training for key workers for a pandemic and to put it on hold whilst just contingency planning about how to stack lorries efficiently on the M20 or other um, elements to do with a no-deal Brexit. Again, it, it staggers me. It absolutely staggers me. Um, this, this is a, a very detailed... Uh, report. Um, I know I said I would try and get through this in just the 15 minutes. It is not going to be possible to deal with it in 15 minutes. I've only got one minute left as is. So what I'm going to do, um, I am going to cut here. This is the end of the first segment of Politics Unboxed, having a look at Boris Johnson's handling of the coronavirus, the 38 days we sleepwalked into a crisis, the Sunday Times report. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick it up again, um, possibly release two in the same day, possibly release the second part tomorrow. Um, but right now, you may feel you're in a position to make a judgment on Boris Johnson's handling of the coronavirus. Um, again, I urge you to wait until all of this report has been covered and we get to cover some of the government's response to it. Um, and that is all the time we have today on the Politics Unbox podcast. I want to thank you very much for listening. I hope to see you around again soon for the next one. And goodbye.